0: Hey, Willie, even though I can't really hear myself anymore, I was thinking I would start off today's show with a little song. Oh, yeah, I would love a a song from you, a little ditty. Okay, so I know you're used to my usual beautiful voice, but uh, if I mess up, it's because of my condition, all right? So don't hold that against me. Here we go. Happy anniversary to us. Happy anniversary to us.
1: Oh, it's my turn. Happy anniversary
0: to the podcast. Happy anniversary anniversary to to us. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It has been one heck of a ride, but it has been one whole year since we first posted our very first show. And if you believe this, Scott, the earth was here, and this is the sun to scale. That's right. We've and we've right revolved. Back. We've revolved. We Xbox three sixty'd that son of a gun right around it. And uh, here we <laughs> are. Willie, just for just for S and G's, you know, first and last names for me. Savin Gunderson. Yeah. Let's let's play a little clip of our very first show and uh take a look back. It's gonna be fine, everyone. We're gonna be fine
1: all right, so real question and i'm I'm afraid to say this out loud to people that would potentially judge me for it, especially considering this is episode number one have <laughs> you have you tried to time how long it takes you to wash your hands only recently after seeing all these signs when when okay when when are you supposed to start the twenty second timer
0: because that's really long time my backstory as a hand washer has always been i have Always wash my hands, but I probably haven't washed them as long as I should have, right? Right. Now, anything around the butt, you want to take a little bit extra time because that stuff gets in your eyes. You got the pink eye.
1: I take two or three minutes. The first minute is cleaning and the last minute or two is just for fun. That was really nice. That was really, I, you know, I was always told that you didn't have a soft side. You're getting old. You're getting so curmudgeonly. And that was just a really pleasant way to uh, to talk about that.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm actually surprised that uh, a year ago me in the midst of everything that was going on acted that way and reacted uh, I guess with with such uh, softness. Yeah, you
1: soft penist debutante.
0: <laughs> wow. I will not be blackmailed by some ineffectual, privileged,
1: effete, soft-penis debutante. You want to start a street fight with me, bring it on. But you're going to be surprised by how ugly it gets. You don't even know my real name. I'm the f***ing Lizard King.
0: Which brings up our very first podcast sponsor, Blue Chew Chewables. (laughs) Get hard with Blue Chew Chewables. (laughs) Welcome to the one-year-old... Front podcast of the internet. I That's a am, round of applause. I am your one-year-old host, infantile Scott Garola. And with me and I always am, is my toddler-like co-host... I was going to say, I am an adult. I am a man. My
1: name is Willie. Manson? Manson, and I'm a part of the show, too. <laughs> we've been doing this for one year, and this is the weirdest intro we've had. <laughs> no, but it's, seriously... We are exactly, as we record this, the exact
0: date to our first upload. We are going back to the future in today's episode by talking about things uh, that are completely different from that one. Yep. We're not
1: going to talk about anything new. We're only going to spend this entire episode talking about every episode we've done so far. We're going to rehash all of the stories.
0: We're going to do follow up on all of the things. Yeah, we're going to start at number one. And we're going to go all the way through 41. 42 just went up. So you can listen to that one. Get ready. This is going to be a 42-hour podcast. And, and, now, uh, and we start and now, now. it's just
1: you and I, Scott. Now it's just you and me talking. Nobody else has left. They're all gone. They've all left. They've <laughs> shut it off. It's just he- like episode one.
0: He- he- hello?
1: <laughs> is anybody there? <laughs> uh, no, but re- in reality, we're just going to continue moving. Thank you guys so much for listening. It has been a weird year of a pandemic. This marks one full year of a pandemic because first episode was coronavirus. But also, this, I think this show for me has helped me get through
0: the year with some semblance of normalcy. Yeah, I know for me, it's been a crazy wild ride with personal issues as well as everything that's gone on externally. But it has definitely been a great reprieve from just the normal uh, everyday burdens that we sometimes face. And so I want to thank you, Willie, for being my co-host and partner through all of this. And I want to thank all of our listeners and friends who have tuned in and uh, I really appreciate you guys more than you'll ever know. And I would like to thank me for all of
1: the editing and moving on. Thank you, editor Willie.
0: I was, that I was makes... actually thinking we should probably call you out at the, uh, in the outro, you know, like, like... All those other professional podcasts do. Like, today's episode was edited by Willie Manson. Sound designed by Willie Manson.
1: <laughs> it would just be my name a lot. And here's the deal. I do it because I love doing it. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about this week. Now that we've gotten off of that moment. Thank you. That was heartfelt and warm. It's been one week. Since the end of WandaVision.
0: instead of me doing that you could just play the music
1: i'm not going to i think disney would uh, make a hard pass and take that down spoilers ahead if you haven't caught up to wandavision we have refused to talk about it this entire season that it was out because we wanted to make sure that we save it for moments so while uh we might talk about it in the future it's very likely that this is going to be that one moment for us to really get out all of our feelings and talk about WandaVision. Sound good?
0: Yes, we are breaking the seal. So once again, spoiler alert, if you've been saving it up and trying to binge watch through everything and you just happen to listen to this podcast, we are going to be talking about pivotal moments in the show as well as the finale. So there were two
1: moments in this series that outside of all of the, the lore they built and the, and the the universe expansion that they had and all of this potential, there were two moments that I, I think are incredible human moments that took this show from what I would call a great comic book show to incredibly visceral television.
0: Why don't you Look, expand on that uh, a little bit more? From the
1: Marvel's Studio subreddit... There is a post that says, if you've ever been there, you get it. This person took something that Vision said in, I think, the second to last episode, maybe a a few episodes towards the end, and put it on one of these little boards. And the photo says, but what is grief if
0: not love persevering? What did you think when you saw that clip? Like we've mentioned before, last year was completely devoid of any sort of superhero MCU stuff. Uh... From disney right it just mm-hmm. it just never happened it was everything was pushed so i was super excited to get back into the universe and i had no idea what to expect just like the rest of us they made it into some type of show where it was kind of like the old show lost where every single week there was a cliffhanger and you were just like frothing at the mouth for the next episode What I did not expect was anything kind of outside of the realm of the typical MCU movies that we had been seeing, where it would just kind of be an arc of one, two, three, character development, and a big finale with maybe a, a nice stinger or two. Well, we definitely got all of that, but we also got some very poignant moments and subtext throughout. That... That line right there, that line just, it made me kind of pause. I didn't pause the show, but it was like in the back of my mind, I'm like, wow, that was that was super deep and like hits on a lot of different levels that I wouldn't expect from a movie necessarily. But they were able to kind of expand uh, messages or thoughts and feelings and dive a little deeper with this TV streaming format.
1: One, I, I think they've proven that the binge an entire series television has its place, but not in this type of moment. You don't get those go to the water cooler and talk about talk about a show if you don't do it episodically like this. I think they wanted to match Game of Thrones in their peak in delivering on something that everybody is talking about. the the writers of this show led you on but also broke the fourth wall. no pun intended because the show was a show within a show. But it, like there was a moment in one of the first couple of episodes when they first panned out of the hex, and uh, what's his name? What what's the, the the character everybody loves right now? The Jimmy, Jimmy Chu. Oh, he did such a great job. But there was a board. There's a whiteboard where he was asking questions, and the previous week at the water cooler, it was the same questions. Everybody else was asking. It was the same stuff. So the yeah. show had the 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 foresight to say. The we meta. know people are going to ask these questions. Let's let's just put them in there. Let's make mm-hmm. Jimmy Chu that person that everybody wants to believe in. And I hope to God he gets his own his own show because he did a fantastic <laughs> job.
0: People were thinking that he would be really good in some sort of uh, Marvel Universe X Files type thing with Darcy, that character. Them just kind of exploring all the strange things. Yeah, hundred percent would sub for that. There's there's one other
1: clip that's in there, and and then we can move on from WandaVision. but I have I have loved the ship of Theseus parable oh my gosh of yes. all the parables it is my favorite so if you haven't seen the show and you are somehow listening to spoilers I'm going to tell you what the ship of Theseus is it is a parable that says you have a ship and it travels from uh, the US to London and during that voyage, it is the ship of Theseus, but throughout the voyage, little bits of it start to fall apart. And as it falls apart, they repair it. During the repair process, that ship, by the time it gets to London, has 100% new parts. Everything has been replaced. Is it the ship of Theseus? Most people say, yeah, it is It is the ship of Theseus. The opposite part of that parable is, what if it burns down? The ship just burns to the ground and they rebuild it in the exact dimensions, the exact same thing. Is that the ship of Theseus? But Scott, Vision had, I think, the best answer to that parable. And what did he say?
0: This is a refurbished product. It has been owned. It has been used. It is no longer brand new. <laughs> what What did he actually say? Do you remember? I remember. I, I mean, I remember him saying, I am Vision. Hear me roar. And then he roared and flew off.
1: Do you even care? Do you even care about this show? <laughs> you don't?
0: It's... What he said... I forgot. I forgot,
1: okay? Okay, fine. <laughs> I'll do it myself. What he said was, it, maybe it's not the ship that is the ship of Theseus, but maybe, in fact, the rot itself, the experiences we go through, is the ship of Theseus. It's not the destination; it's the journey. It's not option A or B; it's hidden option C. Fucking idiots! Why didn't you catch it the first time? <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, that was a really cool bit in the in the show too, because they gave us a small, just tiny little vision on vision action, which we've all dreamt about seeing. Don't lie, oh, Paul Bettany on Paul Bettany, just which, by, by the way, over. How funny was it that he got everybody with his little leaks throughout the series? Oh, it, for that, those who I mean, don't know what I'm incredible. talking about, for those who don't know, during interviews while WandaVision was on the air, quote, quote unquote, he teased that the ending was going to have this cameo that was, you know, Luke Skywalker ish. It was going to be this huge actor who he's always wanted to work with he admired them greatly and when they recorded their scenes together they had like great chemistry and there was fireworks on stage and right before the episode aired he went on i think it was good morning america and the white vision was teased in the previous episode and so everybody was like wait a minute were you just talking about yourself the whole time and he was like you got me put put the cuffs on me take me away I I did think he said, I
1: didn't think it would blow up as much as it did. He thought he was going to get in trouble for like making that <laughs> rumor too. <laughs> I, the, I mean, the show writers knew that this was going to get publicity and people were going to love it. But there we are. End of WandaVision. I don't know how they could do another season. I mean, every, yeah, every MCU make show run that they've done, they haven't announced second seasons, ongoing things. I'm really excited to see what they do next. And because of that, because of the outcome of this show, I am going to watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Otherwise, I didn't care.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, on, I'm on board as well. I'm looking forward to seeing how they want to make the uh, six hours of this show interesting and just like they did this other show, because I think they've got pretty big shoes to fill with this first entree into the Disney fold. So, speaking of things that most people probably did in their basements last week, this week in You don't know what r- I did in my basement. Oh, uh, you ran away from centipedes. That's that's a fact. True. Terrified. But this week in r slash science, there's a post, Willie. Yeah? And uh, I'm, I'm just so giddy because this is the first time we've brought up uh, this sub on the show, and I'd like to introduce new subs, so r slash science- Say that three times fast. R slash science.
1: Nailed it the first time. Don't even need to do it two or three times. The post uh, Is this is, the first time
0: we've talked about science? I'm pretty sure. Not like the topic, but oh, the sure. sub for sure. Okay. Casual sex among young adults has declined due to a decline in drinking, an increase in computer gaming, and more young adults living with their parents in their basements. Ugh. What do you think about this, Willie? How does that make you feel? Do you agree? Do you disagree?
1: Okay, so there's three topics in there I think we talk about. One, not drinking as much. Uh, number two is playing a lot of video games. And the third one is living with your parents. So let's let's just talk about drinking. I saw this TikTok. I, I'm not going to find it, and I'm not going to be able to post it. Sorry, it's long gone. Once you scroll, it's gone. It was somebody in Texas who was driving by a a bar and there was a long ass line outside of this bar
0: long ass yeah
1: nobody wearing masks and the, the person shows it and then they they pause the camera looks at them and they say i have realized that people who love going to bars are a type of people and they all suck they're all boring why do you have to live your life going to a bar that is your thing. That's the the one place you need to go is to go to a bar. Now, I get it. It's fun. But if you're in your 20s and that's the one thing you want to do is be in a loud room, spend a bunch of money that you don't have on a bunch of alcohol, I just don't get it anymore. Like, our parents did it probably a lot. Or at yeah. least our
0: parents' generation. I think it was just more commonplace because we didn't have all of this stuff to do. Because that leads into the second part. Computer gaming. Streaming. The the digitalization of our world. It's, it's created like the perfect distraction to uh, to turn people off from sex. And, you know, it's both sides. It's not just like women are going to these clubs and showing up and there's no dudes there because right. they're all at home playing World of Warcraft. Uh, it's, it's bo- it goes both ways. Well, the, I mean, the thing about it, if, if you think about
1: just talking about the sex part of it, I mean, if you're at home and we have access to the things we have access to, a lot of times you can kind of just get better on your own.
0: Yeah, I wonder if they don't mean computer gaming so much as they mean pornography. (laughs) I mean, it's
1: gaming. You just miss the certain keys and just... Oh, yeah. Ugh.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen so much joystick use since the very first Atari. You can insert a rim shot there.
1: (laughs) I mean, like a visual of a rim shot? Like, you
0: just want a big old butthole? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, with lots of spur... Just spraying on the butt. I, you know what? <laughs> what it'll, yeah, yeah. It'll just be
1: a butthole, and then one of the the hand sanitizer cam from that Milwaukee game. <laughs> uh. Worst decision ever. Thank you, John Oliver, for pointing that out for the rest of the world. That was hilarious. Uh, but also living with your parents. Seriously, this just brings up so many topics that we've talked about over the last year. Like, hey, minimum wage. You remember that thing? remember how adults now in their 20s don't make nearly enough money to be able to survive let alone here here, here's the deal we we live in minnesota we don't live
0: at a but willie but willie they're spending all of their hard-earned not enough money on these computer games and therefore they can't get laid so they're the losers right the real losers Uh, (sighs) i know it's just so frustrating you can't find the words (laughs) I can't find the words. (laughs) And it's not like it's a simple, easy thing that we can solve right now. We can't. Unfortunately, I just think it's going to be perpetually getting worse. On one hand, yes. Due to the lack of sex, maybe, just maybe, we have a lot less unwanted births. And maybe we have a lot less STDs. So that could be a positive, especially (laughs) for a lot of uh, Republicans. Trying to continue to hold down the minimum wage.
1: I mean, they're also fighting against uh, all of the productive things in order to maybe protect ourselves from STDs and unwanted childbirth. So they're just fighting against uh, population growth.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take off my my little knit hat here and put on my tinfoil one. But what if this was a conservative plot all along? That's the real Illuminati right there.
1: Make more babies to keep labor up therefore keep the elites making more money ah, it's it's the long game
0: knew it we uncovered it here first and uh if you don't hear from us next week it's because we're dead
1: i blame pizza rap it's a deep reddit cut we will get there
0: you might not remember what pizza rat is scott and that's fine I oh get pizza it. rat i thought you said pizza rap and i was like did vanilla ice ever rap about pizza I know he was in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number two. That's a deep cut.
1: Oh, that movie was fantastic. When Shredder shows up at the end, just buff. Dude, Super Shredder. Yes. That was way better than Michael Bay, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But the best part of Michael Bay, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is the Reddit post that happened back then where somebody CG'd on nuts and and, and, and (laughs) and hot dog. Did, Did you ever see this video? no <laughs> also for legal reasons i'm not going to play it on the youtube so if you're watching the video you're not going to see it but maybe i'll find the clip and i'll I'll post the link at the very bottom definitely nfsw speaking of acronyms not many people understand i think we need to talk about nfts nfts are are an interesting subject and i think a lot of people right now a lot of people are like wtf is an nft so there's a post in the subreddit, Ethereum, which, Scott, I'm going to have you explain an NFT to us. So if you're not ready, be ready. Here we go. Ethereum is a a version of a, a Bitcoin, a cryptocurrency. Correct. So why would an NFT be there? Somebody who knows what this is is like, yeah, I know what the fuck this is. Just shut up, Willie. The, the post says Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter, is currently selling his first ever tweet as an NFT on Ethereum. Do you want to take a gamble at the price? $5.5 5 million. 888888
0: 888. Oh, I would have lost that showcase showdown. Ugh.
1: The first
0: tweet says, just setting
1: up my Twitter, March 21st, 2006. So somebody's going to pay $90,000. Somebody's 90, in. Somebody's Somebody has, yeah. for $90,000? Walk me through this. Help me understand what the hell this means. Okay.
0: So in the most simple way I can put it is, remember back in the day, did you ever, did you ever collect and trade baseball cards? I didn't, but I know, yes, I had plenty of friends. Yep. Well, uh, okay. I'll put it in terms you understand. Beanie babies. You remember those? Don't lie. Don't, don't you lie. I didn't,
1: I didn't collect beanie babies.
0: All right, all right. Uh, what did you? I know collect? what baseball cards are. Hogs. Yes.
1: Oh, yes. I'm into it. Yep. Okay. I, I. Oh man, I just. We're slammer gonna put it in. This Pogs Pogs tall. Terms. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I had a slammer. It was this tall. And guess where I got it? One of my one of my friends on my block. Remember, 18 kids all around the same age. Yep. Not bad Pokemon. Dad worked at a factory. They milled. They machined metal. And they just machined a a big chunk. There's no materials. I I was banned from using it. Wasn't allowed to use it.
0: You must have wrecked those pog towers. You didn't
1: even have to throw it. You just drop it and you win. Anybody who doesn't know what pogs are is like, what the fuck did I just (laughs) hear?
0: So anyway, we're going to put it in pog terms because that's what Willie understands. Cool. I'm so so excited. Follow along. As you know, anybody, and I do mean anybody, could have just gone to their local printing company, printed off any image, I mean, we're talking like Pamela Anderson Baywash poster. We're talking Michael Jordan jumping from the free throw line poster. Anything. Any picture. It could have cut it out.
1: sexualized bunny from Space Jam. It's a big deal Lola. right now.
0: Yes, Lola. Lola. The cute little kitty that's hanging from a tree branch. You know, hang in there. I'm talking anything. You put it on a piece of cardboard, laminate that son of a gun, chop it into a circle, you have a pog. Congratulations. And depending on how, you know, how many of those you wanted to sell, there could have been one version of that POG, there could have been a hundred, a 1, thousand versions of that POG, and then all you had to do was find somebody to buy it. It's the same thing with NFTs. NFTs are like digital POGs. You just have to make a piece of art. And that can be uh, a GIF, that can be a picture, that can be a song, that can be an ebook. You know, It just has to be something digital. And you're gonna go put it onto the internet. How are you putting it onto the internet? Through some sort of a market exchange site. Just there's there's several on here. I'm not gonna say their names because number one, you haven't given us any money, so sucks to suck.
1: You give us but, money, and we'll we'll rep it day and night.
0: Yeah, and if you just want to like send us a contact through any one of our social medias or through for that
1: podcast at gmail.com.
0: Just tell us your name. We'll rep you on the podcast, too. We'll do it. Okay. Can, can, I read, can I
1: read the Wikipedia definition of an NFT? Just sure. in case somebody is looking for a very specific definition. NFT Fine. stands for non-fungible
0: Nerds. token. Gazunte.
1: Non-fungible token. A non-fungible token is a special type of cryptographic token, which represents something unique. NFTs are thus not mutually interchangeable. This is a contrast to cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and many network or utility tokens that are fungible in nature. So
0: So what that means is you can make that one GIF and that will be the only one that exists on the internet. Like it can't be copied. It can't be reproduced. You could also make a thousand versions of that GIF GIF and the only thing that will be different is the number on the file that gets uploaded to this marketplace. So what people are doing is buying this art and owning a digital single copy of this file for $10, $1,000, a million dollars. Like Grimes just sold, I think an album or some, some artwork for $6 million. It's insane. But to me, hold on. So ground this in
1: reality a little bit. When we're on the precipice, when we're on this new frontier of medium that you can share to give yourself some unique value, we have experienced many of those transitions in our own lives that didn't exist when we were children. But there are things that everybody will understand that aren't unique, that are fully understandable concepts like paintings. There is no real value to paintings other than society's <laughs> yeah, impression art <laughs> we we're doing art right here this show is a form of art but uh, a picasso his stuff at one point sold for nothing yeah. it wasn't until same, after his same death with van gogh but it becomes valuable because people put innate value in it digital items this is the frontier of that a digital item is becoming a piece of value and right now everybody wants to get in it's the wild west everybody's Mm -hmm. shooting their shot everybody wants to impregnate the internet with their nfts and honestly the people that are buying them today just have money to throw away the people that are selling them are looking to make a buck and i don't really mind these people making money off of people who are just willing to throw it in the trash
0: for something that might not have value when I was doing my research, I, I noticed that um, it was it was basically like there's no real way to make money right now as a, a buyer and a trader just because the the marketplace is so new and it's flooded right now. So the people that are making money are the artists themselves from the people that want to buy and then whoever is kind of running these marketplaces because... You don't just get to post your art for free. Oh. There's something called a gas tax that goes to pay for the cost of upkeep to, you know, the server server storage and all of that that these marketplaces are setting up so people could just dump all of their digital crap on there uh, in hopes that it becomes digital gold. And it's all through Ethereum, so for people who are into that sort of Ethereum, you can't just, you know, wake up and say, like, I'm going to make a couple little pixel art things and uh, post it today. No, you better. You have to have a wallet full of Ethereum so you can pay the piper. It's going to be really interesting to see where this goes. Do you think we should make our own? 100%. Yes. We just have to figure out how much it's going to cost for us to put our, you know, our NFTTs on, uh, on the Internet. Do you think people will want to see our NFTs? No. Yeah, me either.
1: But we're still gonna do it. And for those of you that want it, we're only going to sell one. Supply and demand, Scott.
0: We're gonna sell one. One of what? It. Alright. You I'm don't in. know. Done deal. Okay, so speaking of things that have questionable value to Basically anybody except for the people that are interacting with them because of the environment of which they were acquired. I life this week in R slash made me smile. There is a post called. I just found out that the Korean Baseball League's championship trophy is a giant sword. What? The Take? Korean Baseball Championships trophy. Yep take a look at this thing it's not just like a small little saber that you know you would see on a civil war battlefield it is look at your reaction <laughs> his reaction is like i am a
1: god
0: yeah it is a giant giant i, I don't even know like he-man sword it actually might be the he-man sword the top sword. comment
1: to that is every other sports league on the planet needs to get their shit together. And that's 100% accurate.
0: Pitchers and catchers in baseball reported this week. So there's a lot of people that are really excited uh, that, you know, sports ball is back and hopefully brings a lot of joy and entertainment. People got their vaccinations, uh, get to go see sports outside again. The American Sports League, Willie, the the big four, I would even say I'll I'll throw uh, any women's sports league in there, too. None of them have a trophy that is as cool as this. I mean, in Major League Baseball, you have a bunch of pennants, looks like a bunch of flags on sticks. Okay, thank sticks. you. Okay. You've got... Uh, so you win a flag. You you win all of the flags, technically. Who, who the hell um, the,
1: wants, to, wants
0: to make a bushel of flags? Right, right. In the NBA and in the WNBA, you have basketballs on hoops and nets. So you... You basically just get a, a picture or a, a trophy of what you've been doing the whole time.
1: It's then, uh, in uh, some context, you flip it upside down. It's just Wilson with a hat.
0: Same thing with the NFL. It's a football on top of a pedestal. Way to go. No imagination there. I mean, hockey, you could argue, has the coolest trophy out of all of them because it is a uh, it's a dinner like punch bowl on top of a bunch of metal rings. And... Every
1: time a ring is full, it's finished by the winner, they add another ring. So the thing yep, is, they,
0: large. They, they like it, so they put another ring on it, and uh, it just gets passed down from team to team. But Willie, really, let's, let's try to reimagine. If the Korean Baseball League here can have a sword, okay. I'm, I'm going to go through and name some other sports, and you tell me what you think their trophy should be to make them cooler. Okay, yep, 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 yep. All right, first off, golf.
1: Mmm, golf. It needs to be an alligator coming up, frozen. Okay. With a man, person, fisting
0: out of it and up, okay. holding, holding a putter. <laughs> I, I thought maybe you were going to say, like, the alligator holding a golf ball in between his teeth, but I, I like that. I, I don't know how well fisting alligator trophy would be received but i mean
1: it it could be the context could be that either the alligator is eating the golfer or the golfer is miraculously overcoming the objection that the that the alligator has because we've overtaken their land that
0: okay all right i I follow you i follow you all right next lacrosse just a douche (laughs) straight up (laughs) just like the
1: bag the bag, plunger, j- the douche. <laughs> just, it's a, a, I mean, I don't even want to make it gold. Whatever, just go to Walgreens, find the cheapest douche you can, put it on, put it in a red solo cup, and that's their
0: trophy, and that's all they deserve. All right, all right. <laughs> okay, and then finally, okay. curling.
1: Oh, well, that's a good one. Now, growing mm-hmm. up in, in the great north Minnesota, curling is our state's uh, official sport we it are the is. birthplace of curling we are do you not know any of this
0: okay oh, yes i'm just i'm i'm mouthing for the for the youtube oh okay great i have no idea whether this is true or not my dad this close to being
1: in the olympics playing curling shut up for real hell yeah my dad my he grew up in eveleth minnesota
0: Oh, that's where the Hockey Hall of Fame is, the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. And it's one of the
1: only curling places. It's where the U.S. team comes together to practice curling for the Olympic team. Okay,
0: that's cool. That I, I did not know that.
1: Yeah, hockey might be the national sport of Minnesota. We have the Hockey <laughs> Hall of Fame.
0: We are the state of hockey, according to marketing.
1: But that wasn't the question. By the way, Hockey Hall of Fame in Minnesota is so boring. That's not the question
0: it's, that you asked. It's really small. Yeah, it's... It's rather uneventful. But anyway, what trophy would make curling as epic as Korean baseball? All right. So it's an alligator. It's called- <laughs> 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 No, thank it's- you so much for listening for- at our one year anniversary <laughs> episode. We seriously appreciate all of you. Please continue to listen to future episodes where we talk about things that aren't alligators. This, this has been
1: uh, a pleasure to do. And I know at the beginning of the year, we said thank you for uh, going into the next year. If anybody has an idea for an NFT from us, shoot us an email at subforthatpodcast at gmail.com. We do have unpublished episodes of the show. Never heard. They were the ones. Raw real raw real raw we also have the missing episodes that we're not allowed to talk about
0: yeah we actually i don't know if those exist but if we do find them they'd be great nfts they would be if
1: you want to get a hold of us outside of the show one you can listen to the podcast if you're watching the video and you don't like our stupid faces you can find us at uh there's a sub for that podcast you can also just watch us on YouTube. There's a sub for that podcast.
0: But Scott, where can we be found elsewhere? You can find us on our Instagram at... Sub for that. You can find us on our Twitter at... Sub for that. And you can find us personally by sliding into our DMs on Twitter at Scott Carola. And WildMN293. And remember, no matter what you're into, whether it's Brussels... Prodigal Son... SNES... Or Dead by Daylight... There's There's a sub for that. that!